It's April 21st. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. Before we start, a quick reminder to those new to the show. The brief you're about to hear is in the same spirit of the actual President's Daily Brief, which is a top-secret summary of the most critical events in the past 24 hours, all delivered to the President each morning by the nation's spymasters. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I am your spy, and this is your brief. Here's what we're going to be talking about this morning. First up, the Biden administration is appealing their loss of the mask mandate. But they're admitting this morning that the appeal isn't based on public health. It's about power. I'll explain why. The second brief this morning, the Secret Service has said that it has no records about who visits the president when he goes to his homes in Delaware. That's odd and bad. We're going to talk about why. And as always, I'm keeping an eye out for developing stories. Put these two on your radar. First, Democrats are facing big losses in November, or so says an important political handicapper. We're going to discuss an important benefit to these changing political winds that nobody else is talking about. Lastly, immigration activists on the southern border, well, they're angry this morning at Ukrainian refugees. Why? Because, well, refugees are white. We're going to talk about that. All up next on the President's Daily Brief. Your first piece of intel this morning, mask appeal. Joe Biden's Department of Justice is now appealing the ruling that said he had to get rid of his mask mandate on public transportation. The DOJ is doing so at the request of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC. Now, originally, the CDC justified the mask mandate because they said they needed more time to evaluate a new COVID variant, BA.2, to properly assess that bug's new risk. And oh, by the way, they said uh, they have the legal power to do this. But here's what's interesting about the appeal, and it's what you should focus on this morning. In the DOJ's filings, government lawyers didn't ask for a stay, which is a a fancy legal way of saying, hey, that judge in Florida who just struck down the mask mandate, yeah, she's crazy. Put a hold on her decision until we can wrestle this out in the courts. Now, this stay is a pretty standard thing to do when the government believes that there's an emergency and a, a law in the books needs to stay there until the courts can settle the thing. But again, I remind you, the DOJ and CDC did not ask for a stay. So that means the government is appealing because this is about something, something else, something beyond COVID, beyond masks. So what exactly is this about? To answer that, I want you to listen to the words of a mainstream media report that came out late last night, capturing conversations they had with both DOJ and CDC officials. Listen to this. The CDC wants the power to reinstate mask mandates or other health mandates in the future. Did you hear that? Let me repeat it. The CDC wants the power to reinstate mask mandates in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. This appeal is about power. It's a real shame that this isn't about science or public health. Because if it were, the DOJ and CDC would be listening to the recent advice, actually, of Tony Fauci, who said just two weeks ago that individuals would have to make individual choices about COVID based on their individual health. Joe Biden, for his part, said the same thing shortly thereafter. A reporter asked him whether people should wear masks, and he said, "Eh, it's up to them. But it's not, actually. This appeal by the CDC and DOJ is making clear it's about ensuring that unelected bureaucrats, in the CDC in this case, retain power over your body. So now that we know what this is all about, there's two questions that you should be asking yourself this morning. First, does the CDC deserve the power that it desires? 
Second, can you trust the CDC with that power once you grant it to them? To answer those questions, let's look at how the CDC has used its powers during the COVID pandemic. It's a conversation that we started on yesterday's show. But for those who didn't join us for that brief, shame on you, just kidding. We discussed an important poll that showed a strong majority of Americans thought that the hospitalization rate for COVID was 30 to 50 percent if you tested positive. That number is actually 1 percent to no more than 5, depending on other risk factors. We also discussed that the CDC knew by April of 2020, just a few months after the pandemic began, that about 80 percent of hospitalized COVID patients were obese and still are. But the CDC failed to lead a national dialogue about that. There was no national campaign to, to talk about food and exercise. In other words, the CDC failed to use their power appropriately about hospitalization rates, about the typical patient profiles. Both of those conversations could have calmed the nation, prevented a panic. But the CDC didn't. All right, so let's pick up from there. Let's build on what we talked about yesterday. Do you remember the CDC's COVID isolation guidelines? Remember that if you tested positive for coronavirus, the CDC initially said that you had to isolate for 14 days. That meant for two weeks, millions of Americans couldn't go to work, couldn't care for their families, couldn't engage in what the Constitution likes to call the pursuit of happiness. But then the CDC lowered that isolation number from 14 days to 10 days. And then they lowered it again to five days. Why'd they do that? Well, the CDC claims it was based on evolving science. But what the CDC still won't acknowledge is that there are serious public health professionals, professionals that go on CNN and MSNBC. They're quoted in the New York Times and Washington Post, all of whom say you shouldn't leave isolation at day five unless you have a negative test because you can still be infectious. But that's not what the CDC says. Now, I don't know who's right or wrong in that fight of, of five days being best, or, or maybe it's 10. Now, I have an opinion on what's right, and it's an informed opinion by my doctor and my own research, but it's still an opinion. And I bet you have one too. Maybe it's the same as mine. Maybe it's different. And that's okay. It doesn't matter. Your body, your risk, your choice. But at least we should be honest about the CDC's inconsistencies, their inability to use their power thoughtfully. Because it seems to me that the best and most appropriate role of the CDC, based on all this confusion and inconsistency, is for them to offer us advice, counsel, a reflection of what they believe most science says at any particular moment. And then they turn it over to us and our doctors, to the people. Once again, that's a smart policy your body, your risk, your choice. But again, that's not what this latest legal appeal is all about at all. It's about power. They don't want you to make individual medical decisions. They say that's their job. In fact, that's their legal argument. It's incredible. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you were the president this morning, here's what my advice to you would be on how to speak to the nation on this issue. The pandemic opened all of our eyes, didn't it? We learned a lot. We learned, for instance, that there are an incredible number of doctors and nurses who worked very hard to save a whole bunch of us who were pretty sick to begin with. They have our gratitude. But we also learned that our nation's top medical authorities at the NIH and CDC are very fallible. They can give us bad advice, inconsistent advice. 
Now, sometimes that bad advice was based on good intentions. They just had bad data or incomplete studies. And we forgive them for that. Of course we do. That's science. We're always learning. But sometimes their bad advice was based not on good intentions, but on their own pride, their own willful ignorance, their own fear of being wrong in front of a TV camera. And that means that these people, our CDC and NIH, are at most worthy of our ear to listen, to consider, and then we make our own choice. But this latest legal appeal doesn't reflect that, and that's why I can't support it, and neither should you. Because it all comes down to this. These unelected bureaucrats, the CDC and the NIH, are not worthy of the power that they seek, which is to control our bodies whenever they think it's best. They have not earned that power, and they cannot be trusted with that awesome responsibility. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening, am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that. And spring, well, it's in full bloom, which of course means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen and make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factors, no prep, no mess meals, save time, and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors, fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Seriously, it's going to be beach time soon. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking or cleaning up. Factor is part of our meal routine at the Baker Compound. And I can tell you, food is delicious and it's a complete time saver. Head to factormeals.com slash PDB50, that's five zero, and use code PDB50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PDB50 at factormeals.com slash PDB50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Next up, the president is living up to his nickname, Hayden Biden. The Secret Service is denying this morning that it has records of who visits Joe Biden in Delaware. It's an odd claim that, that the people who protect the president would have no idea who's around him. But that's, in fact, what they're claiming. The New York Post submitted a request for information on Joe's visitors, 
but we're told there were none. It's all the more troubling because Joe Biden has spent one out of every four days of his presidency vacationing at one of his two houses in Delaware. That's a lot of time, and that's a lot of people he could have met talking about official business. Now, Jen Psaki, the, the White House press secretary, was asked about this issue a while back. She refused to release any visitor logs or even acknowledge that they existed and instead said his Delaware homes are where his son and former wife are buried. Obviously, it's a place that's close to his heart. All right, I have no idea how that's relevant to anything, but there you go. There was her response. Look, this story should be really important to you, and I think we all know why. Joe Biden is like any other politician. He promises things to people in exchange for their support. That means it's important for the American people to understand what exactly he's promised and to whom and exactly what he's getting in return. That's how we prevent corruption and nepotism. And that's how we keep the republic strong. But Joe Biden presents an especially challenging case to our righteous demand for transparency. And that's because he has a record and that record is ugly. We know that his son Hunter and brother Jim arranged all kinds of meetings between Joe and their assorted business contacts, contacts from China, Mexico, Kazakhstan. Just throw a dart on the globe and, and those two, Hunter and Jim, were probably cooking up a deal there. And we know that those meetings between Joe and these foreigners led to or supported lucrative business deals for the Bidens, deals that if we read the emails from Hunter's laptop correctly, show that Joe Biden got a secret cut of some of those deals, somewhere around 10%, if I recall. There's also the curious case of Hunter's paintings, which fetch upwards of $500,000 per canvas, all from anonymous buyers. Now, of course, those buyers are known to Hunter and perhaps Joe, but not you or I. And that sets up a very real likelihood of corruption or undisclosed influence. Regardless, the Delaware houses give Joe Biden a location off the books to have off-the-record conversations. And his record suggests that that should make us very, very nervous. Now, I want to be fair here. The Trump White House also abandoned their sharing of the visitor logs when they were in office. They cited national security risks and privacy concerns. Frankly, I, I don't care. Then as now Republican or Democrat, that's a really bad idea to hide who your visitors are when you're a public person, and especially with a record like Joe Biden's. People in power shouldn't be allowed to hide. We should maximize transparency because sunshine tends to be a very good disinfectant, political rot, doesn't it? I suspect you agree. And I think you'd also agree that we should demand it, not just of Joe Biden, but from whoever comes next. As always, I'm watching a few other stories this morning for further developments. Put these two on your radar. First, there's a new forecast talking about who has the best chances of winning House races around the country. It's not looking good for Democrats this November. The Cook Political Report shifted eight House races towards Republicans yesterday. I'm going to name those eight races, and I'm going to tell you why in just a moment. So hang tight and heads up if you live in one of the following. Indiana, 1st District. Nevada, 3rd and 4th. New Jersey, 3rd. New York, the 4th and the 19th. North Carolina, the 1st. And finally, Virginia, the 7th. All right, so why should you care about these races? If you listen to this show regularly, and you should, obviously, you know that I focus a lot on how to solve problems. And one of the most important ways that I suggest is to contact your senator, your representative, and you demand that they listen. Well, right now, if you live in one of those districts, they're going to be very anxious to hear from you. Why? 
because these politicians are in very tight races, and every vote and every dollar counts. They want you on their side, and that means you have leverage. But not just you as one person. If you were to get a large enough group together who care about the same issue, that means a whole lot of you gets a whole lot of attention and leverage. That's especially true if you pool some money together and promise to spend it against anybody who gets in your way. Again, I tell you, I worked on Capitol Hill for a short time and have friends who know this world very well. And what we know to be true is this. Politicians fear nothing more than a close election and a bunch of pissed-off voters, especially organized ones, with a bunch of money. So if you're angry about the issues that I've briefed you on, like the southern border or Ukraine, now is the time to make that phone call that I've told you to make. And this doesn't just apply to listeners from the aforementioned states, by the way. Races are tight all across this country in places that we wouldn't have even imagined a few months ago. I encourage you to check the Cook Political Report. See if you're living in one of those districts. Because now is the time to get organized. Raise a bit of money, if your finances allow. And then maybe y'all can raise just a little bit of hell, too. Because, friends, that is democracy at its finest. Ready to elevate your range day or hunting trip? Silencers are the best upgrade you can make to your firearm. And yes, they're completely legal. Silencer Shop makes getting your suppressor easier than ever. Silencer Shop is the nation's largest suppressor distributor, and they'll help get your new suppressor quickly and easily. Suppressor approvals are coming back faster than ever, often in just a few days. Silencer Shop guarantees an exceptional experience with their top-notch customer service, unbeatable prices, and renowned submission simplicity and accuracy. They partner with over 6,000 local gun stores nationwide to ensure easy access to the best suppressors. And at Silencer Shop, a portion of your online purchase supports your favorite gun stores directly. In just five minutes, you can have your fingerprints and paperwork ready to go, thanks to the Silencer Shop kiosk. There is nothing easier. If you're not using Silencer Shop, you're working too hard for your suppressors. The one-and-done solution for your suppressor needs, ensuring a headache-free purchase. Explore Silencer Shop for your next suppressor edition and immediately open your eyes to a better shooting experience. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Lastly, there's a pro-immigration group this morning that is hopping mad that Ukrainian refugees are being let into the United States. The group, Al Otro Lado, suggests that Kiev's refugees are being let in because, well, they're white, not black or brown. The group's uh, project director, Nicole Ramos, explained that last month, over 3,000 Ukrainian refugees were processed at the U.S.-Mexico border, while hopeful black and brown immigrants were still stuck waiting. That experience is very different, Ramos complained, than the treatment that has been received by largely black and brown refugees over the past two years. It's an interesting position for this group. On their website, they tell readers that they provide holistic, legal, and humanitarian support to refugees, amongst others. But what they didn't say in their website is that apparently their support has a distinct racial lens, a pecking order of who should get into the United States based on skin color. It's unclear what this group or others like it will do to remedy what they see as yet another racial injustice. Perhaps they'll suggest we ban white refugees until other colors can get in, 
Although how many that might be, we're not sure. Perhaps they'll suggest a color quota system. Seems like a bad idea, but we live in strange times. I'll keep watching. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes your morning intel. I will speak with you again tomorrow for the latest edition of the President's Daily Brief. I am proud to say that our listenership for this podcast is going gangbusters, and you are a part of making that happen. Thank you. I am so honored to join you each and every morning. And by the way, for those of you who download this show later in the day, I get it. Who wants to get up at 6 a.m. anyway? Get back to sleep. All right. As always, my friends, I remind you of why we are here talking about our country. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available.